online at reads.com. Okay, let's do this. As we go into the world of the haters. Don't be hating. Just living the dream. I love that. You know what? I will have some meatloaf. Let's have some meatloaf. You want some? I knew you'd go. Hey, Mom! The meatloaf! We want it now! The meatloaf! What is she doing? I never know what she's doing back there. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Watson takes a snap, rolls right, looks at the end zone. Hunter and Buck caught it! Touchdown! 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 With a second left, Watson hits Renfro, and Clemson grabs a 34-31 lead and is one second away from the second national championship in school history. It's my pleasure to present the national championship trophy to Coach Davo Sweeney and the Clemson Tigers. The sea was angry that day, my friends. Like an old man trying to send back soup in a deli. Stands head and shoulders over everybody else. He is a world champion on his own. Like he is actually 6'5 with the Afro 6'9. Pretty good dribbler. All you do is dribble. I have to dribble. If I give it to you, you just shoot. You're a chucker. Chuck. That's right. Every time you get the ball, you shoot. I can't believe you called me a chucker. No way I'm a chucker. I do not chuck. Never chuck. Never have chuck. Never will chuck. No chuck. You chuck. Barry takes a shotgun snap, back to pass. Here comes pressure, and he's down. Farrell gets him, sacks him all the way back at the eight-yard line. Booyah! That's what we call a sack lunch. There was a time in this country when sports were revered. But people today, their values were all out of whack. All around the clock, sports all the time. That's the concept of the news. Oh, that's never going to work. Roy Philpott on WCCP 105.5 The Roar. Hey, good afternoon on this Thursday, 27th day of April. It is 2017, safe and sound here inside the Blue Ridge Security Solutions Studios at 105.5 The Roar. Hanging out with Zach. I am Roy. Great to have you with us and a lot to talk about today. The NFL draft is tonight. Rumors are everywhere. And I mean everywhere, especially at the top of the draft. What is happening? What is going on? Will Mitchell Trubisky be the number one overall pick tonight? I can't even say it with a straight face. I can't even say it with a straight face. And don't you even think for a second you can call this show today and try to tell me that that guy deserves to be the number one overall pick, much less, you know, the number one quarterback off the board. In this evening's NFL selection process, round one starting at 8 o'clock, don't even call me today and tell me that. Hey, you can't sell me on it. You cannot sell me on it. But we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it with you. 654-7627 is the phone number. Uh, 654-ROAR if you want to talk with us. On the show today to help us make sense of all the wackiness. Here in our first hour, good friend of mine, Dustin Fox, who is uh, an ESPN college football analyst who also works for the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland and with Cleveland Radio, hosts one of the uh, top shows there in that market, Dustin Fox. 
going to join us here in our first hour coming up in about 35 minutes. And he's going to give us the scoop on what he's hearing on the ground in Cleveland with what the Browns are going to do. And him and I have spoken uh, many, many times in the last couple of months just about quarterbacks and what the Browns, what he thought that they were going to do, what they weren't going to do. And it seems like here in the 11th hour, everything has changed. So I, I got to ask Dustin. I got to ask him, A, what what do you think Cleveland's doing? B, if it's Trubisky, what are they thinking? And C, what about Deshaun? And what about Miles? Because conventional wisdom has suggested from day one that they're going to go Miles Garrett. <clears throat> Until recent reports have suggested otherwise, including Adam Schefter, who said yesterday that, that maybe it's probable at this point that Cleveland goes with a quarterback at number one. And it's not going to be Deshaun Watson. It's not going to be Deshaun Watson. So... We will get his take on what is happening in Cleveland as we speak and what to expect tonight. And I get the sense from his perspective that if they are going to draft a quarterback, that he would prefer that it's not Mitchell and that it would be Deshaun. So an interesting conversation coming up today at around 1245. Dustin Fox, ESPN College Football Analyst, and also uh, works for the Browns radio network there in Cleveland. Uh, A lot of takes headed your way at that point in time. His, his show is so good up there. They had Colin Coward on it yesterday. Uh, so he, he does a great job, and I think we'll have some fun with Dustin Fox coming up in about 35 minutes. Also, uh, second hour today, Daniel Shirley, sports editor of the Macon Telegraph, our uh, normal weekly conversation. And uh, and we should have some fun uh, with D. Shizzle to get his take on the draft and what happened at the uh, Georgia Spring game this past weekend as well. So busy show and a lot to uh, get into, obviously, with the draft here. I get excited today, honestly, and people are already sending us tags. Zach, get Roy wound up. Let's go ahead and play this game. Um, And I'm sure that will happen. But I I do get geeked up today because I love the draft, and I've loved the draft for a long period of time. And I want to see what happens tonight, and maybe more so tonight than in any other draft this decade because of what could be in store for our good buddy Deshaun Watson, not to mention Mike Williams. Mike Williams could be off the board before Deshaun. We don't know, but he could be. So I'm looking forward to tonight. Zach, how are you? I'm doing well, Roy. How are you? Are, are you doing okay? I'm doing fine, man. I'm, how I'm was your little great. morning show today? It was a lot of NFL draft. Was a lot it? it? A lot, wall-to-wall, actually. Wall-to-wall draft wall-to-wall, coverage. Wall-to-wall, except for Bradley Croy and Paul Strelow back-to-back. Okay. Other than that, wall-to-wall. Nice little interviews there. Oh, yeah. Clemson baseball this weekend at North Carolina. I, I, it's biggest series of the year. I, 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 I was looking at some of the numbers for both of these teams coming in, mm-hmm. and... It is staggering how good both of these programs are right now. When I say staggering, I mean, you got two top five teams going in. This could be, for all that we know, preview of the ACC uh, Tournament Championship. Could be a preview of what to see in Omaha. I mean, I, I, I don't know. But these two teams are that good. Clemson 34-8, and 16-5 and in the league. North Carolina, basically an identical record in the conference at 16-5 and five and 33-9 and nine overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, both teams ranked inside the top six in all three major collegiate baseball polls. Uh, it's going to be fun. So a big series this weekend coming up for Clemson baseball. It'll be fun to talk about that today as well. Huge weekend for Clemson baseball. Huge weekend, he said. But really focus on tonight. Really, really focus. What on is tonight. the one thing that you're looking forward to the most about this <laughs> evening? Well, to be honest with you, uh, it, the priorities have changed because I've never thought this sentence, but I'm going to say it. I'm looking forward to your Cleveland Browns insider in 35 minutes. Yes, because I want. I need some. Some kind of answers here. I have the full right. letter network on. Right. And they have McShay and Kuyper telling me Trubisky's going one overall now. <laughs> I mean, this is just. Stop it. It's nonsense. Stop I don't it. understand it. 
So I need some insight. I need a little common sense. I need something to keep me grounded until 8 o'clock tonight. I, there, there's nothing I can say in this space that's going to be able to do that. And I don't think there's anything that Dustin's going to tell us that's going to do that as well. I, I think he is equally as dumbfounded. And, and, and just as an example, <laughs> I sent him a text uh, after we were talking about him coming on our show today. I, I sent him a text and I was just like, man. I'm trying to clean this up, but essentially it was like freaking, freaking Browns, man. I just sent him a text. That's all it said. Freaking Browns, man. That's it. Freaking Browns, man. And his response, some 30 seconds later, simply said, correct. <laughs> freaking Browns, man. Correct. And I responded back, that's the funniest text I've ever read. So I, I think in Cleveland right now, the Browns faithful are beside themselves wondering, what in the heck are we doing? We think we've got this surefire, no-brainer, number one overall pick in Miles Garrett, who I wouldn't take number one, but everybody else wants number one, so okay. And we're not going to do that. We're going to take Scrubby McScrubberson, who started 13 games, who lost to Stanford, Duke, and Virginia Tech last year. We're going to take this guy that couldn't beat out Marquise Williams. We're going to take this guy ahead of Deshaun Watson, and to add insult to injury... We're going to take him with a number one overall pick, Mitch Trubisky, and that's who he is. Don't come in here with Mitchell on me today. Don't come in here on me. Don't come on in here with me with Mitchell. It's Mitch, dude. You're taking a quarterback named Mitch who started for a year at North Carolina who couldn't beat out Marquise Williams with the number one overall pick. I'm sorry. If you're doing that tonight, if you're doing that tonight, you've got issues, and I think the Browns have issues Listen, on this draft day. Mitchell had... A, 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 he didn't have a fair shake up there in Chapel Hill. That's what happened there. He didn't have a fair shake. He had a, a lesser supporting cast than Marquise Williams had. He just didn't have a fair shake in Chapel Hill. That, that's where we are right now? That's what I'm trying to talk that, myself into. That, that's where we are. He didn't get a fair shake. Yeah. Six five four seven six two seven. the phone number. You want to talk about the draft? You want to talk about your favorite team? You want to talk about team needs? You want to talk about Mitch going number one? Let's do that today. Mitchell, please. No, 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 Mitch. That's what he. That's what we called him in college. And all of a sudden, you graduate from college, your names change. Mitchell. They're going to call him Mitchell tonight at about eight ten when he gets selected number one overall with the first pick in the twenty seventeen. Roger draft. Goodell brings his happy tail up to the front of the stage behind the podium. Welcome to the two thousand seventeen NFL draft. <laughs> Uh, at an incredible level there with the fans in Philly. <laughs> Philadelphia hates Roger Goodell. Everybody hates Roger Goodell. But, I mean, Philly fans really hate him, right? Close behind New England fans, yeah. Well, Philly just hates everybody in general. Uh, the, the Philly fans throw batteries at Santa Claus. I, I, you know, that's what they're known they for, do right? They do that. Don't they yes. do that? Yes, they put it in snowballs and threw it at Santa Claus. That's awful. Wow. Don't give us coal next time. All right, a couple phone calls. Our phone line is presented by Northland Communications. You want to talk about the NFL draft, uh, really front and center today. We got Dustin Fox with the Cleveland Browns radio and uh, also from Bull and Fox up there in Cleveland joining us in about 20 minutes. We'll get his take on what's happening on the ground in Cleveland here on the day of the 2017 NFL draft. Jason in Greenville is up with us first on the phones. Hey, Jason. Bro, what's going on? Good to hear from hey, you. Two things. Two things. One, why would you waste the number one overall pick on Mitch? Trubisky, when, I mean, he's only been in North Carolina for one year. And, you know, really, I mean, he did okay up there, but really didn't have the greatest schedule to go against, except maybe a come-from-behind win against Florida State. Mm -hmm. uh, number two, what, I'm going to get your take with this, and I'll, I'll take it off there. What do you think 
Redskins coming in, they pick 17, move up, give Cousins, which they haven't given a long-term deal to yet. And uh, you think, you know, doing with the franchise tag, they would have done this already just to secure him. But I don't think he's Gruden's favorite. I think he wants to move him. What would you think if they moved him at number two to trade up with um, the 49ers? Since Shanahan is over there now, give him and the number 17 pick and next year's number two uh, second-round pick and take Deshaun Watson at number two for your franchise quarterback. And I'll take it off the air. All right, Jason. Uh, On the Trubisky front, let's first examine his statistics from his career in Chapel Hill, and they are impressive. All right, so let's give this guy the benefit of the doubt for two and a half seconds. Please. I mean, his last year there, he starts at 13 games. A nice and tidy number there. Great job. What do you win? Eight games over there? Not bad. 68% completion percentage. 3,700 yards through the air. All right. Hey, I got 30 touchdowns. I got 30 touchdowns. How many interceptions? Six. How many did Deshaun Watson throw? Uh, 18. Well. I mean, three times as many. Well. So, I mean, that. That's part of this, right? That is a huge part of this. All right, so playing devil's advocate against all that we represent here in this very, uh, you know, fruitful and, and fun giving station that we uh, operate our little show in, we can certainly uh, can concede that the interception totals between the two quarterbacks <laughs> greatly favor that of Mitchell Trubisky, right? Let me ask you this, and then we'll get to the second part on that Redskins train. Thank I, you I, for I, calling him Mitchell, by the way. <laughs> Are you going to reprimand me every time I don't? What what, what happens? Oh, yes. <laughs> um, <clears throat> let me ask you this question. And this was actually sent out on Twitter a few minutes before we came on the air by your cohort in the morning, Mickey. He posted, and I think he referenced uh, a post uh, on a Clemson website. I, I forget which one, but he said, greatest post I've ever read, Mitch Trubisky at Clemson wins a national championship last year. Right? No. There's no way. There's no way. Holmes couldn't beat Duke, the team that won one game in the ACC against North Carolina. That was it. They were 1-7 in the league. He couldn't beat the Blue Devils last year. Yeah, he won at Florida State. Got torched in the rain against Virginia Tech. They lost 34-3 at home against Tech. 34-3. I mean, you got taken back to the woodshed and absolutely destroyed by the Hokies last year. Not to mention Duke. Hey, your boy Dave Dorn. Your boy Dave Dorn, at the end of the regular season, took out all of his frustrations. I mean, went to town on Baby Blue, and they didn't have an answer. Mitch couldn't beat Dave Dorn last year. Couldn't beat him. Beat Florida State. Couldn't beat out Marquise Williams. Numbers aren't bad. Numbers aren't bad. Before that, and just in case you're wondering, in 2015, backing up Marquise, uh, six touchdowns, no picks, played in nine games, uh, you know, threw for about 550 yards, not bad. In his first year, I really didn't play a ton. Only completed 54% of his passes, about 500 yards. Again, through the air, five touchdowns, four interceptions. So, I, I, I like his numbers, honestly. I, I like his stats. Mm-hmm. I turn on the film. I yeah. like the arm strength. I think he's a decent athlete. I think he's a, he's an underrated athlete. That guy's not the number one player in the draft. That's, that's not the guy you take the number one overall pick, though. Let me ask you this. Anybody can see that. Let me ask you this. Is this more... Mitchell Trubisky is that good, or is this Miles Garrett is not that convincing? Miles Garrett is not that convincing for me. I, I wouldn't draft. That's been a consensus the last couple of days here. That's built a ton of momentum the what? last couple of days. That, that he's not the number. That one he's pick. not the number. I, one I don't think he is. I never thought he was. So does I, that play more of a role in it than Mitchell Trubisky owning this and and own and just taking that number one pick? That could be 
an issue that is gaining steam or popularity. Yes. Uh, I don't know. Maybe people are starting to see what I did. You know, all right, guy played banged up. That's great, but he was injured a lot. Can he stop the run? He's not bad. He he tackles well in open space. Explosive player, fast twitch player. He's not Jadavian Clowney. He had 18 tackles last year. Huh? He had 18 tackles last year. Yeah, but like all those went for loss, right? No, but he had 18 tackles and he had eight and a half sacks. I mean, I, I, he got him in four different games. Right. One and, game was four and a half sacks. And that one game was the game that you and I were at against Prairie View A and M. Yeah. We had like two and a half sacks in that game. Yeah. And then he had four and a half later in the season. It was it's not a good season last year. That's a concern for me. That's one of the reasons I would look at maybe not drafting him number one, period. End of story. I mean, that's that's one of the things I've talked about from day one. Also, my concerns with Garrett against the run at that level. Is that something that we feel like we can lean on? We all want an edge rusher. We want all, all want somebody to get after the quarterback. I get it. Um <clears throat> But I just, I don't know. There's something amiss. There, there, there's something I don't trust there. That's what it is. You know what? It's a trust factor. I don't know that I trust Miles Garrett the way that I need to if I'm going to take him with the number one overall pick. Top 10? Yeah. Top five? Maybe. Number one? No. No, I've always liked Jonathan Allen better. If I was if I was on the clock with the number one pick, that may be the guy I would go after if I wasn't taking Deshaun. But we're a little biased when it comes to Deshaun. 6547627. You want to talk with us? 654-ROAR. A lot more to get into. Dustin Fox live from Cleveland coming up in about 20 minutes. Daniel Shirley in our second hour. More on the draft coming up. You know, there's a lot of confusion about the right steps to take to secure the proper financial plan for your future. Well, Randy Strickland and Greg Wales of Kiwi Financial Group in Clemson can guide you through every single step. Their fee-based planning options allow you to invest with transparency and to know where every single dollar goes. They also offer sound, comprehensive advice with solutions to fit any investing appetite. Call Kiwi Financial at 654-5043 or online at kiwifg.com. It's a great time to party or eat outside. Spend as little time in the kitchen as possible and let Joe's New York Pizza take care of your meal with their great menu of heat and serve selections. Meatballs and marinara, you know, the sauce. Subs, pastas, wings, salads, everything you need and just heat and serve. Whatever the size of your party, call Joe's. Then pick it up when you're ready. Joe's New York Pizza, pre-order now from Clemson or Seneca and just heat and serve. Looking for delicious and innovative food in downtown Clemson? The Blue Heron Restaurant and Sushi Bar is the answer. Fresh house-cut steaks and seafood and free-range poultry are just a few of the menu items that define the Blue Heron. And specials like Thursday's Burger and a Brew. Any one of our delicious burgers and domestic beer for $10. The finest steaks and fresh seafood at the Blue Heron. College Avenue, Clemson. Visit our website at blueheronfood.com. Human Technologies Incorporated can save your company time and money. How? They'll create a custom solution for your company's need. Organizational? Yes. Manufacturing? Absolutely. Employment? You bet. They can help you find new team members or launch and manage a startup. They'll help train and build your team. Human Technologies Incorporated is ready to hit the ground running for you. Let HTI bring the solutions to your problems. Visit any of our upstate offices in Seneca, Malden, Anderson, and Spartanburg or log on to htijobs.com. Imagine this season diving into your own in-ground pool. 
Make it happen with Aqua Pool Care. For as little as $19,000, you and your family will finally have your own backyard oasis. Aqua Pool Care has over 35 years of experience in commercial, residential, and pool renovations. Maybe your pool needs a new liner. They have plenty to choose from. Turn those hot days of summer into cool days and fun outdoor memories with Aqua Pool Care. Call them at 508-1885 or online at aquapoolcarellc.com. Hi, this is Coach Dabo Sweeney. You know, when it comes to buying or servicing a vehicle, I always choose Toyota of Easley for their great selection, affordable prices, and outstanding customer service. Toyota of Easley is a family-owned business, and in all the years I've been a customer, I've always been treated like family. I encourage you to visit Toyota of Easley if you're looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle or in need of service. Toyota of Easley is all in, and their name means a great deal. Voted the Upstate's Best Piercing Studio, Purple Haze has the largest selection of body jewelry, party favors, and glassware. Adorn your living space with tapestries, incense, candles, and posters. It is the Purple Haze experience. Backpacks, standard and bulletproof, clothes, purses, detox products, and cigars. And award-winning piercing facilities and piercing professionals. Purple Haze, Tiger Boulevard, Clemson. And coming to Anderson at 3448 Cinema Avenue, next to Dazzlers and behind Grady's. I'm Brooke Archenhold. Nursing home neglect and abuse is a rising problem in our country and will continue to worsen as a large part of our population ages. If you or a loved one have been abused, neglected, or mistreated, you have rights that need to be addressed. Please call our firm, Parm Smith & Archenhold, for a free consultation at 864-242-9008. We are here to help. Parm Smith & Archenhold, 864-242-9008. Philpott on WCCP. I'll do my job. You people better start doing yours. And now, back to Roy and Ben on WCCP 105.5 The Roar. You know, I didn't sleep well last night. I did not sleep well. I was in bed relatively early. I, I want to say by 11 o'clock. Maybe even before that, I'm ready to go to sleep, and I could not sleep. I was tossing, I was turning, and I think this is the reason why, because I knew when I woke up this morning, this Mitch Trubisky nonsense was going to be just taking the nation by storm, and that by the end of tonight, we would certainly find out that this guy was going to be the number one overall pick in the draft, Mitch Trubisky. If we would have sat there and talked about this a year ago in this space, I would have gotten fired that day. I would have gotten fired. We all would have gotten fired. They would have cleaned house here at the station. Would have been a regular ESPN over no, here. Stop it. <laughs> you can't do that with me right now. I was, you can't do that. I was worried about you yesterday. No, I wanted to text you. No, I didn't know how you were doing. No. It was rough. <laughs> Everyone's getting let go. Uh, My favorite people at ESPN. Mm-hmm. And then you. All right, more on that later. Let's get to our next guest. Our good friend, Walt Eptula, uh, joins us right now. Dustin Fox with the Browns joins us in our next segment. Uh, Walt, make sense of this for me. I I, I know you're like me. You, you probably did not sleep very well last night either, knowing no. what was coming. No, you know, and and uh, and I'm up. At, my entry was due at like 1 a.m., and I, and I got this news late, and I'm talking to the guy who runs the contest, and I said, and, you know, and we were joking about it, and I said, we're not really going Trubisky at one. <laughs> I said, this can't be real. And it turns out, I guess, it, it can be real. Um, let me put one thing uh, out, out to the side right away, and that is the, the notion that, uh, that Miles Garrett, as expressed by Zach a minute ago, that Miles Garrett might be 
less than consensus or, or slipping or something of that sort. Nothing could be further from the truth. In fact, there is more consensus on Miles Garrett as the number one pick than any pick in the last 20 years. Uh, polls of scouts that are taken, uh, Miles Garrett is the overwhelming choice. People, scouts believe he's better than Jadavian Clowney, mm. and so do I. I, I think he's... I think he's all that. And wait, wait, where is that coming from? Let me stop you right there because you know I don't yeah. agree with that. Where is that yeah. coming from? Back that one up for me. Well, look, I think from the moment he took the field as a freshman in the SEC, he was a dominant player. You just don't see true freshmen come in and have 11 sacks and, and, and dominate the SEC the way he did. I think he, he took a, a, a draft off here. Last year, like we see so many players do now, mm-hmm. McCaffrey did it, Fournette did it, some Clemson players did it. I think we're seeing that more and more, and I expect to see it more and more. But it doesn't—it doesn't, it doesn't uh, foretell what he's going to be at the next level. He passes all the physical metrics, and and when he plays hard, he's he's absolutely unbelievable. Who is now, he? Who is he at the next level? If you compare him to somebody, is he Von Miller? Is he what Jadavian Clowney should be? Yeah, Who is he? I think he's more like Jadavian Clowney, uh, perhaps with less issues than Clowney, and he's a little more instinctive than Clowney is. Uh, so I think he's, he's all that, and I can tell you with 100% certainty, Roy, that 31 and a half NFL teams would draft Miles Garrett number one, <laughs> 31 and a half. And, and the only reason that what's happening in Cleveland may be happening is because that idiot owner, Jimmy Haslam, is interfering because I promise you the football people in Cleveland uh, do not want any part of this. But, wait, this is how bad it is in Cleveland. There were published reports yesterday of, of interviews that suggested with Sashi Brown that suggested that you Jackson, the head coach in Cleveland, does not know who the pick is going to be. Mm. That they have not informed him of the pick. Mm. This, this is the most absurd situation I have ever heard of in football history. It is utterly laughable that anyone would consider Mitch Trubisky as the number one pick in this draft. I'm sorry. It doesn't matter what he turns out to be. It is utterly laughable. This is the same team, I remind you, Roy, that last year passed on Carson Wentz, traded down twice to take a fourth-round receiver with the 15th pick of, the first of, the, of round one. Mm. That's the level of incompetence of the analytics division in Cleveland and of whomever's making these decisions. Because this is a team that should already have Carson Wentz at quarterback. And in my humble estimation, I think Carson Wentz is going to go on to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. Well, he certainly could. I liked uh, you know, how he played last year in his uh, rookie campaign, uh, talking with Walt Eptula. What about Deshaun? I-, I posted on Twitter this morning, I think he ends up at Houston. I, you know, I don't have any insider knowledge. I just think that that could be a fit form. What do you think happens tonight with Deshaun Watson? Well, look, the, the best news for Deshaun, I know it sounds odd, but the best news for Deshaun is if Cleveland actually goes ahead and does what they're planning on doing yeah. and, and taking Trubisky at one. Because now, in all likelihood, Deshaun is two. And so now the, uh, the need for a quarterback gets ratcheted up, and all those people who at least had a, a curiosity or had their interest piqued with Deshaun Watson now have to consider taking him a little earlier than they would have. So this may actually help Deshaun in that regard. I, listen, I, I don't know where Mahomes is going to go, but I, I think it's conceivable you do have three quarterbacks go in the top 15. And Deshaun could go any number of places. Uh, he could go anywhere from, say, Buffalo – 
Buffalo wants Trubisky. That's that's the other part of this. They, the two teams I thought were in the Trubisky war were Cleveland and Buffalo more than any other. Uh, but it's conceivable Buffalo. Obviously, we have all the teams with the geriatric quarterbacks. Um, <laughs> any one of them could make play for them. Uh, I, listen, I I still think. What I thought all along on Deshaun and Mike Williams, I've not changed this really one step of the way. I believe they're going somewhere between between 10 and 27, and I, I still sort of think that's the range for both players. Well, maybe so, and I, I can't wait to watch tonight. So right now, if I if I asked you, if I pinned you down on it, I, I think you're like us. You you believe that Trubisky is going to go number one, and that's gonna that's gonna create a firestorm that none of us really expected after the fact, in all likelihood. Yeah, you know, look, well, you know what? Here's another thing. Think this over. All right. This is a team that has acquired, stockpiled all these draft picks. What do they think that they do with them after? You think you trade them in for prizes or something? I mean, the, the idea is to freaking use them. It's not just to acquire them. Last year they drafted four receivers. They all sucked. You know, the idea is to use these picks now and go get your guy. And this is, this is so simple. You draft Garrett at one, you use your ammo, you move up, and you go get Trubisky. And if you can't consummate a deal with about – there are like five teams that want desperately to get the hell out of the top of the draft. So you have all this ammunition. It is on you if you don't come away with Garrett and Trubisky. This stuff about we're going to draft Trubisky one and then what? Continue to stockpile meaningless picks? I mean, the idea is to to use those picks. So they are, let me tell you something, they are absolutely incompetent if they can't come away with Garrett and Trubisky because so many teams in that top ten want desperately out, you do the no-brainer, you take Garrett, you use all this ammo that you've stocked up, and you go get Trubisky. Tennessee's a willing trade partner. San Francisco desperately wants out. I don't care what that it costs you a few second- or third-round picks. You have picks till the end of time the next two years. There is no excuse other than absolute abject incompetence on that part, uh, part of that organization, not to come away with both those players. What about Mike Williams? I, I, he's going to go in the first round. He could be ahead of Deshaun, depending on what happens with Mitch. But where do you have uh, Mike Williams going right now? Look, I think the earliest Mike Williams can go is 10. I, I, I don't think he'll go before that. I, personally, if I was ranking the receivers, I'd rank him second after Corey Davis. Uh, I, I think he could go as early as 10 to Buffalo. I, I think the ideal pick is probably Baltimore at 16. But they have another issue. They have no right tackle. And so I penciled Cam Robinson into them because I think he's the only real right tackle in the draft. But I think Baltimore, if I'm looking to identify a place, uh, you know, there are stops. He could, he could go at 10 to Buffalo. He could go at 13 to Arizona. He could go to Tennessee with one of the two picks. Although I think scheme-wise, I think – Tennessee, he might be the worst fit. I think the other two receivers might be better fits in for two different reasons in Tennessee. But I think Baltimore is is a team that I would watch because in my opinion, as we approach the thing tonight, I think Baltimore is going to go either Cam Robinson for right tackle 
or Mike Williams at wide receiver if he's still on the board. Well, do me this favor. Uh, we'll let you go now. I know you're looking forward to your show coming up at 305, Walt up to the Road Rage. But in our next segment, Dustin Fox is going to join us. He's from Cleveland, works for the Browns Radio Network, hosts a show up there, and is tied in with the Browns organization. And I think he's going to tell us how this thing is going to shake out tonight. So make sure you're listening next time. Hey, Roy, again, ask him why. Why, with all this stockpiled ammunition, sure. yeah. why Cleveland would settle for Trubisky at one? Because, again, the obvious fix is you draft Garrett. There are five different teams, at least, that want to get out of the top of the draft. They're, they're, the top of the draft is loaded with teams who want to escape. When you have all this ammunition, how on earth do you not use it if you really are infatuated with, with, with Trubisky to come away with both guys? I just don't get it. I'm with you, 1,000%. Hey, great hearing right. from you, Walt. Thank See you, my right. friend. See yep. And uh, we look forward to, to listening to Walt today, 305 Road Rage. Walt Eptula. He's fired up. <laughs> he is fired up. <laughs> he is fired up, baby. Fire up the wagon right now. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I get it. I, I totally get it because we don't get it either. We don't get why the Browns would do this. And and, and that's that's the other viewpoint you just got from, from Walt. You could get Garrett number one and then conceivably still get Trubisky at number 12. Or you could trade up a couple of spots and get him somewhere inside the top 10 where you get the best of both worlds. Where if you go Trubisky, you're not getting Garrett later on, and you're going to get a pick that's probably not as valuable with that number 12 overall pick in a draft that a lot of people are trying to trade down to begin with. So it it doesn't seem like they've done their due diligence here. For us, the viewer, them taking Trubisky at one, makes this way more interesting. Are you kidding me? Our show is done tomorrow. Ooh. Show is done tomorrow if Mitch goes number one. Think about this. We watched this Joker play all season long. I, I watched every single snap of the football, North Carolina at Florida State last year. Mm-hmm. I, I watched every single. It was the same day that, that Georgia played Tennessee. I, I was out in Boise, Idaho of all places, getting ready to do a Boise State game late that night. I watched every single snap of that game. Uh, just not believing what I was seeing, North Carolina rumbling into Tallahassee and stealing a game at the buzzer with the mullet kicker waving around the tomahawk all across Doe Campbell's It was fantastic. <laughs> and, and Trubisky's down there, and I'm thinking, man, this is a nice little story, nice little quarterback, good team, offense, tempo, fedora, it's all good. Watching him play at no point in time, even at his zenith, at his pinnacle, did I believe for a split second that this guy was even a first-round draft pick? I certainly didn't think he was the number one overall pick in the draft, and I certainly didn't think he was going to be picked ahead of Deshaun Watson. And yet, here we are on draft day, and Kevin Costner is back here pushing all the buttons. He's getting ready to take Trubisky number one. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what he's doing up there in Cleveland right now. Deptula brought up a great point. How does the head coach not have a say in this matter? How does your well, head football coach well, doesn't even know what's going to happen? It's the old Bill Parcells uh, comment where he said, you know, they, they want me to cook the dinner without buying the groceries. And, and so, that look, I think that happens a lot in football. And, you know, it, sometimes a head coach can be given too much power. If you're in charge of all the personnel decisions and the drafting and the free agent process and all those kinds of things, it can be a little overwhelming. And at times your your judgment can be clouded and it's not a good thing. But in this situation, not even knowing what that pick is going to be at this late hour is a little surprising. Uh, There's no doubt about that. We'll do this. Uh, We'll step aside. We'll take a break. Dustin Fox from Cleveland joins us in our next segment. Uh, Working with the Browns Radio Network. Cover the Browns forever. Hosts one of the top shows up there in the uh, sports talk uh, universe. And I think he's got the scoop. I I, I think he has a pretty good idea of what's going to happen tonight.
So we'll ask him all the questions that Walt and I just talked about. We'll get his take on Deshaun and Mitch and what the Browns should be doing if they have any clue of what is really happening right now in the NFL. And we think that they truly don't. Dustin Fox coming up. Many wish they could join, but only few are called. Walt Deptula is one of them. The 2017 Huddle Report mock draft is underway. More than 100 esteemed journalists and insiders are invited to take part in the mock draft for the Huddle Report. With tons of resources on their side, they are in search of bragging rights, and Walt has set his sights on the number one position. Walt knows sports. We are WCCP 105.5 The Roar. Ready SC, in cooperation with RBC Aerostructures, is seeking machinists, assembly technicians, level 2 NDT technicians, and customer service reps. Positions are immediately available for their Westminster facility. For job requirements and to apply, visit sctechjobs.com or you may apply in person at 123 Commerce Way in Westminster. RBC Aerostructures is an equal opportunity employer. Anything that's made just for you is a perfect fit, right? Like a tailored suit. It fits your measurements, no one else's. That same kind of fit is exactly what Engineered Sleep strives for. A mattress made just for you, built to your sleeping patterns and habits. What could be more important than a good night's rest? Engineered Sleep wants to make it a perfect night's rest. If after a couple of weeks you find it's not perfect, Engineered Sleep will adjust it until it is. Visit their location at 627 Congaree Road to see the process. Learn how your mattress is made. By manufacturing your custom-made mattress at their factory, you're saving money because there is no middleman. Factory to you! And you can score a significant discount by picking up your mattress instead of having it delivered. Engineered Sleep, it's not mattress shopping, it's an experience. R&R Golf Carts has two locations to serve you, in Seneca on the Bypass 123 and in Anderson on Clemson Boulevard. R&R, the only easy-go and bad boy off-road factory authorized dealers serving Oconee and Anderson counties. R&R is family-owned and operated with 28 years of experience. Right now, EasyGo has 0% interest for 48 months, so get your new EasyGo Golf Cart today. Their website is www.rrgolfcarts.com. Go Tigers! Big boys play with big toys, and no one has bigger toys than Bennett Equipment and Supply. In business for nearly 17 years, they know big toys. They're the go-to dealer for Takeuchi equipment and the largest supplier of scaffolding in the upstate. With 30 employees and over 600 pieces of rental equipment. Serving upstate South Carolina, western North Carolina, and northeastern Georgia. Bennett Equipment and Supply. With locations in Greenville and Spartanburg. Log on to BennettEquipment.net. Imagine the warm sun, the cool spray, and a hot new Sea-Doo watercraft to speed into summer. With models starting at $52.99, our Sea-Doo lineup ranges from family to ferocious. Head to Foothills Motorsports now to purchase yours during our Ready to Ride sales event. You will get a rebate up to $500 on select 2016 models and two-year coverage on most models. The fun starts at Foothills Motorsports. Summer is almost here. Where's your Sea-Doo? Other conditions and restrictions may apply. See dealer for details. 
Advanced Maintenance keeps your medium and heavy-duty trucks on the road. Their on-site service technicians are equipped to service, repair, and maintain your fleet. They offer emergency roadside services, on-site DOT inspections with no minimum service requirements or contract. All services are done the same day or next. They even do box truck and trailer repair. Call the number that comes to you at 422-5787. That's 422-5787. It's auction time again. Saturday, May 6th, the Johnny King Auctioneers returns to Hollis Jackson Farm in Inman, South Carolina. They'll be selling cars, trucks, tractors, skid steers, excavators, golf carts, bulldozers, storage containers, tools, and so much more. Anybody can buy, anybody can sell. Go to jkauctions.com for all auction information or call 554-0929. That's Saturday, May 6th in Inman. Go Tigers from Johnny King Auctioneers, bringing buyers and sellers together. Roy Philpott on WCCP. I can see if I want anything done around here, I gotta do it myself. And now, back to Roy and Ben on WCCP 105.5 The Roar. All right, first hour of the show, rolling right along on a cloudy overcast Thursday afternoon. The NFL draft is here. Where will Deshaun go? What's happening at the very top of the draft with the Cleveland Browns? We have no idea, and so for more insider knowledge, we turn to uh, one of my favorite personalities from the Cleveland area, former Ohio State cornerback, now works for ESPN, also with the Browns and their radio broadcasts. Does a great job up there, Sports Talk Radio, Bull and Fox Daily. You can check him out on Twitter, Dustin Fox 37 and Dustin Fox uh, joins us right now, my friend. How are you doing today? I, I guess you're busy this time of year, correct? <laughs> Well, this is, well, you know, I mean, this is kind of like our downtime in terms of, you know, not doing the college games. It's not football season, but with, with Cleveland kind of being hopping right now with the draft and with, uh, with the Indians back and, and the Cavaliers in the playoffs, it is kind of a, a busy time. But, but certainly the next few days will be very, very busy for us as uh, we're trying to get this, this team some wins and get, get it turned around up here. And obviously the Browns have uh, a tremendous amount of draft picks over the next three days, including two tonight. And that is obviously, I'm sure, where you guys want to start because we're talking Clemson football right now, right, with Deshaun Watson and, and then where he's going to end up. Because I'll tell you what, guys, I don't know where Deshaun's going to go. I'm just kind of like your, your lead in there. I, I, I think it's, he'd be a, a great fit for the Cleveland Browns. I, I don't think it won, but, but I certainly think he'd be a good fit. Uh, what, what, what are you hearing down there in terms of where he'll end up? Well, your guess is as good as ours. I, I, I think the big thing is if Trubisky went number one, if the Browns take him tonight, then that opens the door for all kinds of things because then it's going to mm-hmm. be a free-for-all to try to maybe grab him somewhere inside the top ten. If that doesn't happen, uh, we've heard a lot, you know, Cleveland at 12. If you guys mm-hmm. went with, the, with, with Garrett at number one, uh, we've speculated he'd be a great fit at Arizona. Uh, New Orleans is a long term. Uh, Kansas City, you know, spots like that. But we honestly, we don't know, Dustin. We don't know. We're we're yeah. kind of waiting to see how it all shakes out. I, I think it's interesting, and, and I wouldn't be shocked, guys, if a team like the Bears or a team like Jacksonville, even because Tom mm-hmm. Coughlin's coming in there. I, I don't know that Blake Bortles is, is definitely the future for those guys because they certainly didn't pick up his option. And I think that could be a surprise team for a quarterback as well. And you know, everyone's so hype on Mitch Trubisky. And I like him. I, don't get me wrong. He's from Cleveland and, and all this, but but I still can't get over his his 13 starts and why he couldn't beat out Marquise Williams uh, when he was there as a you know as a freshman and sophomore. So uh, I, I think Deshaun, frankly, guys, I think he's a better prospect. I think he should go higher than Mr. Biscay. I'm not buying 
the Mitch Trubisky to, to to the Browns at one. I think there's I think this this is just too much smokescreen, uh, too much of a head fake. I think from the Browns. I don't understand why they would let this this much out of the bag. You know, Mike Silver of the NFL Network, who is is as close to Hugh Jackson and Sashi Brown really as anybody, he was on my show yesterday, and he said that. Sashi Brown, the, the, the GM, essentially the, the GM of the Browns, has known for two weeks who he's going to take. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's the case, then I don't understand why everyone today is saying, well, they're, the, Mitch Trubisky's in discussion for number one. No, no, no. There's no discussion. I think the Browns know exactly who they're going to take at one. I think it's going to be Miles Garrett. I'd be shocked if it's anybody else other than Miles Garrett. And then, and then in terms of you know, what they do after that, do they want to trade up? Do they want to sit at 12? I think that's all for discussion. But at, at number one, I think the Browns would be absolutely insane to pass on a, on a prospect like Garrett. All right, so based off of everything you've heard, and that kind of backs us off the ledge because for the first 30 minutes of this show, we've been just mm-hmm. killing the Cleveland organization. If you're going Trubisky at number one, you have no idea of what's happening because you could probably get him later on if you wanted to, and you're going to miss Miles Garrett with the number one overall pick, who I'm not as high on as everybody else is, but I get it. Uh, you're telling me yeah. that, that based off your sources and kind of what you're hearing on the ground there in Cleveland – and with the draft tonight, that, that this is a big smokescreen, and you think Garrett's going number one? I think I, I, I think he's going number one. Okay. I, guys, I'd be so shocked if if Trubisky ends up going number one. He's a good prospect. He's a he's a first round graded graded quarterback, but the Browns would be fools to take him number one. And and part of the reason is, guys, you know the Browns have this new regime where they are basing everything off of. Not everything, but a lot of it off of analytics, and and that is sort of uh, you know the thing that goes back to Paul De Podesta, who was with Billy Bean and the with the Oakland A's organization mm-hmm. and the whole Moneyball thing, and and it's been a, a big talked about story. Well, the number one thing that would would talk you off the ledge with with Trubisky would be thirteen starts, guys. Yeah. There's been like one quarterback in twenty years that's had success, and that's Cam Newton, and he played JUCO for a couple of years. So that that to me screams. You know, if if they were to take him at one, that to me would be the owner walking in the room and saying, you know what, you guys screwed up last year. You didn't take Carson Wentz. Go get me a quarterback. And if that happens, God help us all. Wow. Talking with Dustin Fox, uh, working up there in Cleveland, host of the Bull and Fox radio show. Also does a lot of work for uh, for the Browns uh, organization with their uh, broadcast on the radio side. He's ESPN college football analyst as well. So let's assume then the Browns take Garrett number one. You got the number twelve overall pick. I, I'm assuming with that selection, Cleveland would target a quarterback. Do we think Trubisky would still be there, or would they look at Deshaun Watson there, even if Trubisky isn't there? What do you know about how they view those two quarterbacks right now, Dustin? I think they view both of them highly. Um, it's just a question of, you know, do they decide to go in the first round at quarterback? And I don't think it's the craziest thing in the world. Like my personal you know, dream scenario for the Browns would be to go defense, defense. Because I think there's this is such a defensive stack draft, especially in the top 13 picks uh, of the draft. I think you can get a, a monster prospect there to go with with Garrett on the defensive line. Uh, to, you know, the Browns bring in Greg Williams, who was a defensive coordinator in, in L.A. last year, and he's been he's been a part of a lot of great defenses. We all know him from Downey Gate down in New Orleans. But mm-hmm. but he's a he, he's a, a coach that's going to get after it, and certainly. The Browns need playmakers on the defensive side of the ball, so I would go defense, defense there. I, heck, I'm, I'm obviously hoping that Malik Hooker could fall to to the Browns at, at 12 because um, of the injury concerns there. But but we shall see uh, what happens there. I, I wouldn't be shocked if the Browns took a quarterback if Trubisky or or or, um, or Watson are there. I 
I, I'm, you know, Roy, I'm a degenerate like you, so I like <laughs> to check the odds and look at what Vegas is saying. And Vegas tells me the over-under on Deshaun Watson is 12 and a half. Mm-hmm. He'll be either drafted, you know, higher than 12 and a half or, or higher than 12 or lower than, than 12 and a half. And Trubisky's 11 and a half. So both of those guys, I think, are kind of right on that cusp of, could they be top 10 picks and could they fall to the Browns? You mentioned Malik Hooker. We got a firsthand uh, look at him against Deshaun in the Fiesta Bowl. Don't, man. Dude, don't, you really have to do that. <laughs> well, no, I'm saying that really guy was great. To, he was really great. <laughs> he was great in the game. Now, your, your Buckeyes, I, I hate to tell you, Dustin, oh were not that good. But Hooker, I mean, he, th- this guy's the real deal. He's the real deal, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I think he is, guys. You know, he only started for a season there, of course, so that's a little bit of a concern. But the one thing he does so well that you know, people are raving about is his range. And if you don't know what that is, that's the ability to really cover ground, kind of like that middle field, that center field type of guy. And he's got that ability to just really, really uh, play that sideline to sideline. He has a knack for the football. Uh, he's not the perfect safety. Like, he's not he's not um, completely uh, uh, clean. I think he needs to work on his tackling a little bit more. I, honestly, I, and this is maybe a surprise to you, I, I would take Jamal Adams over Malik Hooker. Yeah. But but I, but that's I mean it's it's splitting hairs because I think Adams is more of just that complete player and he's played more and he's more of a leader I think but but Hooker I think has a potential to kind of be like that transcendent you know Ed Reed type of safety long term. Browns weren't very good last year, obviously. Let's just suggest for a second that Deshaun ends up in Cleveland. Is there a nucleus of talent there? that would give Clemson fans a reason to be optimistic about Deshaun Watson's future there if they select him with some pick tonight. Is there decent talent in Cleveland? Are they are they kind of rebuilding from the inside out? Well, the good news is, is he won't get killed because the Browns have bolstered their offensive line this offseason. You know, they bring in a center from Green Bay who's a starter there. They bring in uh, Kevin Zeitler from, from uh, Cincinnati. So now they have you know arguably one of the best uh, guards in football along with Joel Batonio on the left side. Uh, they still have to figure out, figure out what they're doing at right tackle. But I, with Joe Thomas at left tackle, a future Hall of Famer, he's not going to get touched. So he's going to have a clean okay. pocket. He's got some weapons on the outside. And Corey Coleman, who they drafted last year, maybe you remember him from Baylor, big playmaker guy. He was kind of injured as a rookie. Um, Gary Barnage is a tight end, and he was a pro bowler two seasons ago. So they have some weapons. They, uh, they bring in Kenny Britt over from L.A. as in a free agent as Terrell Pryor left. So they have weapons there. I, and the thing is, you know, the question, I guess, the question I would have, and maybe you guys could answer this more than any, anybody because you, you covered Deshaun, is, you know, is he that leader? Can he step into that huddle and, and change a culture? And I, I think he can. That's an outsider's perspective. You would know, of course, know better than anybody. But that's what the Browns need. They, they need somebody who can who can come in and and garner the the uh, respect of, of his teammates. And, and I think Deshaun would do that. Well, that's who he is. I mean, that's who he was yeah. the second that he stepped foot on campus here. And, you know, I, I've seen, I think you retweeted this this morning. And for you folks listening right now, you can follow Dustin at DustinFox37. Uh, Todd McShay posted there are two yep. culture-changing players in this draft. One was Adams, a safety from LSU that you just referenced. The other was Deshaun Watson. I, I can vouch for that firsthand from the second he stepped foot on campus from one of his very first yep. throws. I mean, this guy, people gravitate towards him because he's got that natural it factor, intangible factor that people are drawn to. And so by default, Dustin, I would argue that he has that leadership capability and you just kind of everybody flocks in his direction because you just want to be a part of everything that he represents. And that's and that's what's so important for for this team. And and I'll be honest with you guys, you know, Trubisky's from Cleveland. He grew up a Browns fan. The Browns haven't had a quarterback since 
since he was in his mother's womb. Uh, so there's a lot of pressure on the position to, uh, to, to here in Cleveland to turn it around. I think it's a lot to ask of a guy who's played 13 college games. Yeah. And, and, I, and, and, I, and I want the kid to have success. I think it's just asking too much of him. And that's why I say to Sean, a guy who has put the team on his back against Alabama twice, top defense in the country, and, and, and damn near won, won both of those games. He did, of course, win this national championship this past year. Man, that's to me, that's hard to pass on. Uh, last question for you, then we'll let you run. I know you got to get after it, but do you expect Cleveland to be aggressive when it comes to trades, given the 11 picks, and you got two in the first round? Do you think that they'll move things around maybe with that number 12 overall pick based off what you're hearing? Uh, I think they think they could. Uh, I don't necessarily know that they will with 12. I think that the interesting pick will be number 33 because that's the pick that everybody is going to be after. You know, when you get through the first round, and you know this, Roy, you've watched the draft and been a part of it many times. When you get through pick 32, you've got 24 hours until the next until the next pick. Mm-hmm. And so, if there's somebody on the board that is coveted by a team, and they want to get up there and have the, it's basically the number one pick again. Uh, and so, that's the pick I think has a lot of value, maybe even more value than people think in terms of you know the Browns maybe trading back and adding another second round pick or a third round pick there. But uh, they do have two second round picks tomorrow. I I, I did a mock draft myself and a colleague up here in Cleveland, and we we actually have the Browns going defense, defense, defense with pick one, pick 12, and pick 33. And then, of course, the Browns do pick in the middle of the second round. We had them trading up for a quarterback there in, in Davis Webb, who the Browns worked with in the, uh, at the Senior Bowl, the quarterback from Cal. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be how it plays out, but uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun, uh, you know, 36 hours here, boys. Oh, down here as well, seeing where all these Clemson players are going. And, hey, we got a lot of love for you, for you former Buckeyes, for the Buckeye players now <laughs> in this state. We, we, we love Ohio State down here. You know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> you guys you guys like own us, man. Taj, Taj Boyd and Sammy Watkins. Uh, yeah, come on. Good stuff. Hey, we appreciate the time. Uh, best of luck to the Browns. It's going to be fun to see. And then who knows? Maybe Deshaun ends up, uh, you know, up there playing football. It'd be great. Did you shave your beard yet? I have not. I'm keeping it, and it will be intact for next football season. Okay, um, that's what I, I, I want to see the beard. I like the beard. <laughs> beard looks good. I appreciate it, brother. Hey, you're the best, All Dustin. Right, Thank you, man. All right, brother. See ya. Dustin Fox, former Buckeyes cornerback. I mean, he's kind of a rare breed. He's a, he's a white guy that played cornerback in the NFL and, and won a national championship at Ohio State playing corner. You still see a lot of white cornerbacks. Jason Seahorn was like my favorite giant growing okay, up. Okay, and then that's like the only yeah. one that's out there. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> why, why is that? I guess we just can't cover guys. That's no, what it no is. Idea. He could. He could cover. This guy could cover. I mean, it is like a, a blanket. That's what he was. He won a national championship. He was the guy that was out there. Uh, who was the Miami receiver in 03 that was just torching everyone? That was on the back end of the Hurricanes dynasty. Wasn't Moss there in 03? I don't think it was Moss. No, I think this was after Moss. But uh, there, there was they had like two or three NFL receivers. And he had to guard them. That whole game of the national championship where they came back and they won in overtime. It was Dustin Fox. He's got like 100-something thousand followers on Twitter. Guys everywhere. Everywhere. You check him out. Uh, Dustin Fox, 3-7. I feel a little better now, right? Can we back off the ledge for a second? They're not taking Trubisky number one, right? They're not. No. Based off what he was Based on us. what he told us, no, they're not. You feel better about that? You buying that? I feel a little bit better. Okay. Just double checking. If they went defense, 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 I'd be shocked. I'd be stunned. Right. You, you know what? It's rare that you see that kind of discipline 
when it comes to the draft, where you just get, I mean, think about it. We're offensive-minded people to begin with. We want to score points. We want to throw touchdowns. We want to catch touchdowns. I'll, I'll go defense. I'll go offensive line there for a pick or two. But then, you know, at some point, I'm going for the glitz, for the glamour, right? I do not care about linemen in this draft. I want to see sexy picks and wide receivers, (laughs) running backs and quarterbacks. We're tossing touchdowns. And if O.J. Howard goes to the Giants, I'm going to be pissed. O.J. Howard? Yeah. Can't do it. Can't root for him. All right. Talking about teams or players that own teams. I mean, Howard owns Clemson, right? Yeah, he does. I'm, I'm not feeling it. No, I'm, I'm not feeling him. Really? I mean, good player. He's going to be gone before they pick at 25. Well, I mean, he, he's going to be off the board maybe before Deshaun. Yeah. OJ Howard, better player than Deshaun Watts at the next level? Guess we're going to find out in a couple of years, aren't we? I guess so. First hour in the books. Daniel Shirley joins us in our second hour. Your reaction, our interview with Dustin coming up.